from Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. And I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast all over Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find it, of course, right there on the front page of the WDBO app and WDBO.com. And I invite you to join me every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, it has been a whirlwind few weeks for U.S. Congressman Corey Mills. Mills represents the 7th Congressional District here in Central Florida. And earlier this week, he made his way back to Washington, D.C. to try to help his party select a new Speaker of the House. This after shuttling some 77 Americans out of Israel via neighboring Jordan during a two-day visit last week. On the day after war broke out in the Middle East, Mills read a report about an American trapped in Israel. This American had been with a California-based church group that had been on a Holy Land tour when Hamas attacked Israel on October 7th. Well, the congressman, as he did with Americans trapped in Afghanistan, decided that he could not stand idly by and watch it happen. So like he did in Afghanistan, he orchestrated the removal of those Americans from the powder keg known as the Middle East. And this week he is back in D.C. hoping to elect that new speaker of the House. On Tuesday's edition of Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez on WDBO, I chatted with Congressman Corey Mills. I want to ask you about the flight that you spearheaded last week for Americans and others who were stranded in the the war-torn Middle East. I know you personally traveled to Israel. You orchestrated the evacuation of nearly 100 people. My question, I guess, is why does it take you and Project Dynamo and Governor DeSantis, why does it take you guys instead of the U.S. government to to do a really great job in getting these Americans out of harm's way there in the Mideast? Well, Scott, thanks so much for having me back on the show. Uh, I really appreciate it appreciate it. And unfortunately, this isn't the first time that I've had to actually step up to do Biden's job. If you remember in 2021, uh, my team and I actually went over to Afghanistan and rescued and conducted the first overland rescue uh, of Americans out of Afghanistan after they were left behind. I very quickly saw what this was going to become. Uh, Many of the other nations had already sent planes the very next day to include countries like Poland and even Mexico, who sent planes at no cost to their constituents to uh, be able to get them out and to be able to get them back to safety. Uh, It took our State Department over a week to get a single plane to even come in on the ground. Meanwhile, the Biden administration had brought in some supplies for our allies, which I, again, I have a very strong defense and support of uh, Israel's right to its defense. But at the end of the day, they were sending cargo planes in. Why couldn't we have placed Americans in those cargo planes to have ensured that at least they didn't come back dry and that they had an opportunity. They were having many people that I rescued throughout this entire process, and we conducted over 77 uh, ground evacuations myself personally on those evacuations, uh, and then many others after that to include Congressman Bill Heisinga's son, Adrian. But the bottom line is, is that they had no plan. They had no strategy. They had no prioritization of American safety. And that's why people like myself and others have to step up, because we're not defined by one individual in the Oval Office. We're not defined by the government. Our Constitution is very clear that it's we, the people. And Americans will always rise to the occasion because we believe in American exceptionalism. We believe in protecting our our fellow Americans. And so it's shameful, to be honest, Scott. 
that with seeing the turmoil that was happening, the only thing the Biden administration has done is unfreeze $6 billion, which has led to a lot of the fungible income that has allowed Hamas and Hezbollah and others to launch these attacks. But they had no strategy on what was going to happen when the destabilization occurred. You filed a resolution criticizing the president's response to the uh, the war getting Americans out of there. There were even reports last week, I know we did some of them, that, that came out saying that if and when the State Department got Americans out, they would have, have to be on the hook for payment on the flight back to Europe. Why Did, did I read that correctly, That's A, exactly and B, right. why can't we do this right? Well, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that we give $114 billion to Ukraine with no promissory note of repayment. But yet we're going to charge Americans and make them sign a promissory note if we evacuate them and maintain their safety. You know, I've been organizing uh, charter flights to try and get people out. We've now organized almost over 500 people out of the out of the country. I have another 271 uh, that I had through myself and other uh, supporters had purchased a 787 that will get uh, 272 to be exact um, back on Friday to New York direct flight at no cost to the American citizen. So if private donors and citizens like, you know, myself are able to do this at no cost and other nations are able to do it at no cost, it makes zero sense that the Biden administration is going to put people on the hook to pay for an aircraft to get them to safety when it's their failed foreign policies that result in the destabilization and their lives being at risk to begin with. Amazing. I know you don't have much time. you got a big vote coming up here. I, we have not had a House speaker in three weeks. And for us lay people, Congressman, looking at this, I mean, th- this is a dumpster fire. What, what do you make of it what is. has gone on in the House over the last three weeks here? Well, I will say, though, I think that what we're seeing, and, and, and while it does look like a dumpster uh, fire and, and, and democracy can be messy, I think what we're seeing, though, is really an evolution of where the conservative movement has gone. You know, this is not our great-great-grandfather's conservative party any longer. We do look at things from the American First agenda. We do look at how we can strengthen our economy, not just continue to do the same things, which is CRs and omnibus and minibus, and think that we can cut our way to prosperity. We're actually looking at new leadership and new ways of thinking. We're looking at economic growth strategies. We're looking at securing our borders and codifying that in a way that actually matters. We're looking at stopping the endless wars and the never-ending stream of international aid. You know, we're starting to look at how do we prioritize the American people and how do we protect the American people, even against our own government, as we've watched and witnessed our DOJ being weaponized against us. So what looks like chaos is actually what I think is is a shift in the conservative party towards a more America-first-based agenda and stopping D.C. status quo and out of control and runaway spending. Mm, Interesting. So it looks like we're going to have this secret vote sometime this morning. There are now eight (coughs) Republicans in the mix. I know you're a huge fan of your fellow Florida Republican, Byron Donalds, to be the next speaker. Tell us why, Congressman. Well, Byron Donalds is exactly what we need to not only unify the party in the conference, but also to represent the diverse and unique qualities of every American. You know, Byron actually comes from a finance background. He understands the, the, the goal to uh, create economic growth. He understands how to negotiate and work with other people. He actually has been a moderator on many of the bills, H.R. 1, Low-Cost Energy Act, H.R. 2, the Secure the Border Act. When the House Freedom Caucus and Main Street and RG2 and leadership couldn't come together, it was Byron who was in that room at the table negotiating, trying to ensure that we had the votes. So he is not someone who just looks at things from one side or the other. He actually finds a way to bring us together. The other thing that I think is great, he actually takes away the Democrat messaging. You know, the Democrats continue to say that they would love to see the diversity and uniqueness of America represented as a Speaker of the House. And that's why they kept putting up Hakeem Jeffries to say they wanted to elect the very first black Speaker of the House. Well, they have that opportunity right now. 
with Byron Donalds, a man who was raised by a single mother who understands the significant importance that a woman plays in a man's life, you know, from uh, mentorship, from the, the support element, but also he's a father of three, so he understands the nuclear family and why he wants to protect it. He grew up in New York, so he understands the dangers of the actual uh, crime that's going on. So he believes in a safe community, a safe neighborhood, which is all the more reason that we need it right now with our open borders and millions across. But he knows our priorities. He wants to stop the weaponization of DOJ. He wants to secure our borders. He wants to ensure our children are safe. He wants to make sure we get economic growth and more money in our pocket, domestic energy. These are all things that are key priorities, and he actually has a plan to be able to deliver. And yesterday in his speech, the one thing that he said, which is a very refreshing tone, is that the United States House of Representatives should not be speaker-driven. It should be member-driven. Mm -hmm. And that is key for every constituent who wants their elected official to have more say in how government is being run. And that is exactly what we need to be able to represent we the people, not just one or two leadership positions in the House. Thanks to Congressman Corey Mills for the chat on the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.